All right, everybody, this week's episode of The Beat is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that Michigan and Michigan State football and basketball ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Uh, I have the Game Time app on my phone. I've used it. Uh, I haven't bought anything with it, but I've used it and I've seen it. Uh, it's a sleek app. You can find your uh, ticket view with uh, panorama seating, uh, or at least the uh, the image of, uh, of where you're going to sit when you buy a ticket. They have tickets for college football, college basketball, NFL, MLB, uh, anything you want. Uh, it's two taps, and you can get your ticket purchased. And also, uh, if you're a music or theater fan, there's tickets for those as well. So head to the App Store and Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of The Beat. I am Brendan Quinn of The Athletic here with Nick Baumgartner. What's up? And we have a special guest this week. Special. That's right. We are on location in East Lansing here with Michigan State assistant coach. Are you associate coach yet? Associate. Associate head coach? Associate head coach or associate coach? Associate head coach. Get it right. Mr. Dane Fife. How are you, Dane? I'm doing well. Yeah, you look good. I feel good. (laughs) We're on the brink of number one versus number two. Um, I wish you wouldn't talk so loud. I'm sitting. I'm literally sitting right next to you, BQ. This is my radio voice. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you sound serious. You can calm it down. You even lost your accent. So, I mean, we are obviously, like you said, you know, a week away from the uh, the opener. But I think we're going to talk a little bit more about. You than the opener, and you know, so get the ego <laughs> ready. I don't think I don't think we have to uh, oh, encourage you that, too much to ego, talk about yourself. That ego has been uh, been polished. It's ready. <laughs> it's been around for a while. Ready to go. Let's dating talk back more to the, about me. Dating back to those uh, you know prep school days of you know just the man, just the man in this state. I'm do the you man. still feel? Do you think you were? How much cooler were you then than you are now? Letterman jacket era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think I was, I was close to wearing the letter jacket in college. I'm mean, <laughs> talking about my high school. I think my high school years were my heydays, at least in my mind. Uh-huh. Got to college, was humbled quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I've never really looked at myself as the man. I've always felt like um, it's my responsibility. And I think Coach Izzo summed it up about himself. We tend to... Uh, try to counter what peop- we, we perceive uh, people thinking of us mm-hmm. to sound more uh, down to earth. Um, you know, Coach says, I-, I don't ever want people to think that I forgot where I came from. Right. And mm-hmm. we know Coach the Uper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, he's still the Uper. And I can attest to that having spent 
12 hours a day with him for the past nine years. <laughs> I mean, he's still the youper. <laughs> it's amazing. Nine years it's been. Yeah, it's been. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, year nine, beginning year nine. But, you know, I we, we all grow up with goals and dreams, and mine was to win a high school state championship for my dad mm. and then go to play at Indiana for Bob Knight. And I wanted to do that since I was probably about six. And um, that happened, and I had a chance to play for Coach Knight, and then I wanted to go on and play for play in the NBA, which obviously didn't happen. And then I wanted to be a coach, just like my dad. And and why did I want to be a coach? I don't know. My dad wanted to be like my dad. I want my dad was my hero, still is. Um, I saw the the impact that he had on even high school kids. You know, they'll still come back and thank him because, you know, when you teach a kid, teach, teach, you know, a young man responsibility and accountability and working hard, you give them those tools. They they probably don't like it Mm -hmm. during the process and they probably don't like it five years after the process. But down the line, when they have their own kids, Mm -hmm. they appreciate it. And I always even when I was young, I recognized that about my dad is that man, I'd hate to play for that guy. But then I'd see his former players come back. Right. And I think the same could be true for for a little bit Coach Knight. But it's not easy, this whole thing, this whole process of uh, taking taking on someone's child when they've grown up in a in the entertainment yeah. world and everybody's told them how great they are to tell them, yeah. well, you are great in certain aspects, but you've got a lot to learn, and that's hard for young people to understand. And I was there, and... Brendan's still there. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> although he's not young, growing every day uh, into his late 30s. That's me. But that stuff is important there. to me and that's that's my life story. It's good. All right, let's wrap we're it up. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're we're going to get out of here, shoot me. some hoops and go home. <laughs> so before going on to become the 78th all-time leading scorer in Indiana history. Look at this. He did some research. Yeah, looked it up. <laughs> You're only 1,800 points behind Calvert Cheney. You are one Damon Bailey away from Calvert Cheney. Hey. <laughs> lifetime four-point a game. Yeah. All um, time, is that what it was? All-time steals leader, though. There you go. All right. All right. I played in, I think, 100. No, more than were that. Were you the games leader? Like yeah, I think I played, played in 137 games, games and Isaiah's games. maybe second or Steve Alford. Yes. But <laughs> I would uh, be the all-time leader in starts. And games played at Indiana. Had I not, I, I bite my fingernails um, way too low. And had I not bitten my fingernail so low that I got a staph infection, I had to miss two games. And I would assume not have started those games, but right? kind of makes me mad. You got mad. a staph infection from biting your nails? Yeah, it's uh, that fits your personality, man. That like sums you up. If I showed you my nails, oh. you guys would barf. You are that level of psycho that you still bit your fingertips off. Well, it, it was it was bothering me. It was uh, it wasn't quite to the cuticle like I like them. And uh, staff infection. My nails too, by the way. Jeez. I've never gotten a staff infection though. I've been a stop. I think it was a freak moment. Right. It hasn't well, happened since, and they've been like far worse. Yeah. But getting right into uh, it. It's kind of the one. Uh, you know, Yogi Ferrell broke my teammate Mike Lewis's um, assist record a couple. You know, mm. Yogi's senior year, and Mike came back and had to act like he wasn't upset that he was excited <laughs> i've never understood that yeah like that's my record i don't yeah i don't i don't want somebody breaking my record is that selfish no, no i think that's cool 
Yeah, I don't like, want people. Why, why are you okay with I that? I mean, I worked hard. <laughs> yeah, right. That was my existence. Why yeah. should a guy like Yogi Ferrell, who's going on to the NBA, or whoever breaks my record, will probably go on to the NBA, take the one thing that I cherish? Because you're not going to the NBA because you have great at steals. Right. You're going to the NBA probably because you have some offensive game, mm-hmm. which I did not have right. other than uh, dirty screens and um, holds and, and grabs <laughs> and trash talk, but... I don't want anybody breaking my record. That's my record. Yeah. And I'm not going to come back yeah. and celebrate that person. <laughs> Who knows? That's maybe it won't enough. be broken. Yeah, I may right. send have, have uh, BQ, uh, Brennan Quinn, for those of you that are listening, yeah. uh, call some of his Irish buddies and, and issue a few threats. Yeah, take right. somebody take out, out some kneecaps. To anybody in Indiana <laughs> yeah. that even Hand remotely. And a couple comes. of stay affections of our own. You or know? the opposing <laughs> team, uh, if anyone gets close, like take care right. of the ball a little better. That's maybe. right. Hey, yeah. That might be another option. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you do kind of embrace the has-been role. No question. There, there, <laughs> you play it up a, big time. There's not a point in the day where I'm not talking about my defense. <laughs> it's hard to describe. Well, so we want to talk about, this is number one on the list, was, you know, you've been asked a million times why you went to Indiana instead of Michigan, Michigan State, yeah. right? You've told the story about the VHS tape and blah, da, 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 da. You listened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I know all this wow. stuff. But... I am very curious of when you were actually being recruited, and you were being recruited mm-hmm. for football and basketball. Yeah. Stop first. How good of a quarterback were you, like legit? I can I I can say that um, I was I was good. I was probably overhyped. Okay. I was really, my brother Dugan was probably better. Something happened to my arm when I was little. My dad was letting me throw curveballs, and I really believe that. Dad, thanks. Um, <laughs> probably. Sixth or seventh grade, I think I tore a rotator cuff or injured something that I didn't have much velocity on yeah. on on the ball on the football, hmm. and I just knew that I was probably a probably a five flat in the forty. Um, well, back then, that might have been a couple of coaches maybe stretched it to a four yeah. eight, which I claim, but <laughs> I was more of a backyard QB, and I think in the long run, I knew that. I was probably going to get outrun by most defensive linemen at the next level. Where could you have gone? Who, who wanted you to? It was pretty much anywhere, to be honest really? with you. And it was, a, I think. Joe Maurer over here? Who? Remember that? Joe Maurer, wasn't that? Remember Joe Maurer, the Twins? The baseball player? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, quarterback, yeah, yeah. number one trying, quarterback, number one baseball. Trying oh, geez. Maybe not that, that level. Maurer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew, ironically, Drew Henson was in the same class, same class as, as you. Yeah. myself, Ryan Van Dyke, and Drew Henson. Right. And then Krenzel came the next year. For, yeah. We had a lot of wow. good QBs. Yep. So, like, what coaches came through to see you? For football. Yeah. You know, what I remember was it was it was all the power fives minus the – and the Florida schools were really big that year. Back then, yeah, yeah. It was Florida State oh, yeah. and Miami, especially. Uh, Florida was actually coming on, but those were really big when I was coming up. So, otherwise, it was most schools. And it was funny, and I don't know how they do it now, but my offer from Ohio State football came in a letter. Mm-hmm. Didn't even come from a coach. And I think it was um, Cooper at the time mm-hmm. who was coaching at Ohio State. Uh, Bob Davey was at Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got an offer from Joe Pa. That was there cool. You, um, you know, it was pretty much every school. Rick Neuheisel, I think, was at Colorado. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Um, UCLA, USC, all those schools. Michigan mm-hmm. uh, really got a chance to get to know Lloyd Carr. Um, Nick Saban was here. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama and, and LSU, I don't think, were very big back then. But So pretty much everybody. But like I said, I just... It was funny when I when um, when I committed to Indiana. I told Coach Knight that 
and Coach Knight was in my dad's office at Clarkson High School. My dad was the AD and Coach Knight was there. And I told Coach Knight that I wasn't going to sign in the November period because if you signed in the November, November period of your senior year, you couldn't play college football the following year into your freshman year. You had to sign in the late signing hmm. period in order to play both. So I coached. Oh, yeah, that's right. I told Coach Knight that. And Coach Knight paused, turned his head at me, and stood up out of his chair, pulled his chair up, pulled his pant leg up, and said, you see this calf? This is a calf of a football player. And there were a few expletives in there. And he said, looked at my dad and looked at me, and he said, you come to Indiana, you're coming to play basketball. I said, is that understood? I looked at my dad, and he looks at my dad. Is that understood? <laughs> and I said, all right, sounds good. <laughs> it's a deal. I retire from football. It's a deal, General. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. How many times did he come up to see you? Like, you like were you were you like the priority recruit? You were McDonald's yeah, All-American, the whole deal. I was the priority yeah. recruit, and, and uh, he knew of my interests back when I was young. You know, people had said, you know, and you kind of go where you're, where you're loved. You kind of have yeah. to pick and choose, and... He knew that I always had a dream to come to Indiana. I never verbalized that, but he read it in newspapers and stuff. So the way it was sold to me was he wasn't he didn't come out recruiting much mm. and that I was one of the first guys in a long time that he'd, he'd come to campus on a come to come to my high school on a certain day or leave his uh, fishing spot to come see me in the summer. You know, I'd get like letters from the the Indiana assistants that would say like he hasn't gone out to see a high school game in like 10 years <laughs> and That's, so yeah. you know it, you know the flip side was you, you had coaches at you know like at Michigan State it was coach Izzo who mm -hmm. had just become the head coach and coach Crean was his assistant mm -hmm. and nobody outworked him and the creativity there was incredible and the amount of time they took that the coach Izzo wrote my grandparents two long, I mean, they were like novels. Really? And we're talking about a youper having to conjure up some of these <laughs> different- Handwritten? Handwritten, yeah, yeah. some of these words, and yeah. there were no misspellings, and you know, everybody knows Coach Izzo's brilliant with numbers, but when it comes to letters, yeah. it's a bit of a struggle. <laughs> um, but they were just long letters, and my grandpa, especially just loved Coach Izzo. And, you know, the, the recruiting just got so intense because we, we really do, as recruits, we get pretty close to these guys. And, you know, the, the, the adults that, you know, that, that have a pulse on it, which they never really do, they think they do. Um, the kids actually have, the recruits actually have a better pulse. But when the adults get in the way, it gets screwed mm -hmm. up. And if the kid's strong enough, you know, headstrong enough to keep the adult impact, the adult manipulation out of it, then then you got something really good. And and I don't know if that I was very bright as a 16, 17, 18 year old, but I was making my own decision, mm -hmm. and nobody was mm -hmm. was swaying me, mm -hmm. and they didn't. And I, I suppose that if I had the absolute wrong program in my top yeah. five, then it would my parents might step in, and I'd maybe respect it you know after 15 or 20 knockdown mm -hmm. drag out conversations yeah, right. but um the 
what the, the things that that the coach Izzo and Crean did that was the hardest probably the hardest group to say no to um you know and you do develop relationships coach my grandpa on his not on his deathbed to the day he died always cherished one letter and that wasn't the letter that coach Izzo sent during my recruiting process it was the letter he sent after I'd committed to Indiana to my grandparents thanking them mm. for their kindness and and willingness to always listen and go just because this stuff gets long it gets monotonous it gets tedious but um he thanked them for for their help and their honesty and I thought it was pretty neat and and so these this whole thing is is it's hard um and then you combine it with the social media now and right. parents think they know everything for their son and you know you've got different people involved that might be on the take or mm -hmm. um you know again they they have their own agenda it's brutal for a recruit now i mean it is just brutal and it's become all about um you know the, the political system now is kind of a microcosm of what every business now is is kind of dealing with with you can say anything and oh, get yeah, away with right. it um you can just make up whatever you want. There's no accountability. And I'm not just referring to you, BQ. <laughs> you, know, you do your job. BQ's, BQ's trying not to make eye contact. No, but it, it spills right into the corporate or the business or the recruiting world where nothing matters. Yeah. Integrity doesn't matter. You can lie. You can cheat. You can steal. And it's just hard. Uh, I can imagine when these 16, 17, 18-year-olds have no idea who to trust. Because we look at the political spectrum, we don't have any idea because it's all so venomous and mm -hmm. we don't know what's real, mm -hmm. especially when BQ sends out mm -hmm. a tweet. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. With door-to-door -door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BEAT. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BEAT. Don't forget, that's promo code BEAT for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Why are you uh, so comfortable being as active as you are on Twitter? Well, I, I uh, it was funny because I call Coach Izzo is, is Stradamus <laughs> because the things he, he conjures up in his head seem so far-fetched and bizarre and like, what are you talking about? And then they turn out to be true. They, they <laughs> unfold. And so when I first arrived, it was 2011 in the spring at Michigan State as a young assistant. Twitter was young. So you're, what, 31 at the time? 32. Okay. Um, don't look back and fact check that because I might be wrong. I that was 32. like old school Twitter days yeah. where we yeah. didn't know what the hell was but, going but on. But, yeah. yeah, and so Facebook was going. I don't yeah. know if Instagram was moving, but – the social media in general, and Coach Izzo would say, just wait. Just wait. It's going to get us all one. And I thought, well, not if I'm not on it, mm -hmm. which I was. And, <laughs> and I was this. just – my point was to explain to him, like, Coach, 
it's not going away. Like it's here. We can either, it's like yeah. mail back in the days yeah. when you wrote a kid an actual note or, um, you know, just the person to person, the old school phone call where mm -hmm. the phone actually had a cord to it. Mm -hmm. um, there was no call waiting. I mean, stuff has changed, coach. This is now marketing. This is now mail. When you would send like Michigan State averages uh, 78 points a game, you might put that on a big piece of paper and send it to the recruit. Now you just either text the picture or yeah. back then you could put it out on Twitter. Hey, Brendan, which obviously yeah, we would right. never recruit Brendan because he's not athletic. And uh, no, I'm gonna you send work you, for the athletic, I'm gonna send but you you're some, not I'm athletic. I'm going to send you some old game film from uh, oh, old I, CYO games. I'd like to see yeah. that first. What age would that have been? <laughs> Ten. Oh, my, my Brennan had a dad by it. Dad, Brennan had a dad by it. At Ten years old, <laughs> as a youngster. Yeah. Um, so, I argued with Coach about social social media, and I just, Coach, it's marketing. You have to. We have to do it. We can't avoid it. It's here. It's, it's here. Mm -hmm. And he he said things like, "It's going to get us all." Which. Okay, that's a, that's that's a <laughs> that broad seems, statement. That seems very uh, but harsh. It's a very <laughs> Izzo thing. There, talked these, about what is that lo mean, looming threat? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the main thing that stood out, and so so if Brendan tweets had yeah. a great time last night, well, sure, we know what that means yeah. when it's BQ, yeah. you and I, and the rest of the world, because yeah. you just look at BQ, it screams Guinness. <laughs> so when Brendan says he has has a great time, it means he was at some Irish bar drinking. Probably yeah, a, a, a quart, a quart <laughs> of Guinness, right? But if it's a, if it's a, if it's a player, yeah. a young, young person in at Michigan State or the college that BQ didn't go to, <laughs> which is every college in the country, right? I'm a proud St. Joseph's University that, graduate. I'm kidding. And you got great Jeez. tradition, great Quinn tradition there, big time. So let's pretend for the sake of debate that Brennan Quinn walks on at St. Joe's. Yep. Okay, on their JV team. He's a JV mm -hmm. walk-on. They still have a JV team? <laughs> I don't Some would say the current team might be. <laughs> so, so Brennan Quinn. <laughs> Brennan Quinn. No rim shots here. Brennan Quinn does not get invited to play on their JV team. Mm -hmm. He tries out. Sure. And pays his own way to St. Joe's to walk on their JV team. Sure. Real sad situation. Right. So Brennan Quinn <laughs> tweets out a young Brennan Quinn. Yeah. Oh, God that something like had a great time last night. Well, you and I know what Brennan was doing with that quart of Guinness, right. but it's up to the rest of the basketball fan, which Brennan has none of, but, mm -hmm. or the regular St. Joe alum, to, to then they get to interpret what he yep. means by that. And that's all Coach was saying, and, and I went back and looked at my Twitter, the things I'd tweeted, and I thought, wow. Okay, I got about five people that know what I mean on that. Yeah. It's an inside right. joke. Yeah. But an inside joke, to, people don't know me like that. Right. right. Yeah. And so they can interpret what they want. And that really opened my eyes um, to the world we were heading into. And then you combine it with, I think we've got our kids pretty educated. Oh, I, th yeah. I, think, yeah. I think our players, our student athletes around the country are pretty educated on what to and what not to write, what's pretty safe. But I think more importantly for these young kids coming in as freshmen, so it's what they read that's yeah. a problem. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff you know, I mean, you type in BQ's name, there's some nasty stuff out there. I mean, <laughs> some people actually are accusing him of combing gray into his hair so he can look <laughs> older, like a CEO. 
or a, go- a good golfer. Do they make just for men? I don't, CEO? I don't like the general direction of this this podcast. It's going episode. off the rails. <laughs> I think BQ this is, is like when to... Dan Deardorff threatened to beat Brendan up yeah. over the phone a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we had him right. on. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> he gets threats every day yeah, right. on Twitter. Yeah. But that that might, is true. I think it's it's just the the stuff that they read. Some might say it's motivation, but most of it, it's it's right. debilitating. It's if you get caught yeah. up, I mean, we, we crave it as humans. I don't, you know, yep. that's the psychological component mm-hmm. that we don't get. But um, that that stuff is just nasty. And so, Istradamus is one that's that's really opened eyes to it, at least in at Michigan State and in our program. And it's it's heading down a bad path and. Get on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And there's money to be made, yeah. but there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of lives being ruined based on something that somebody wrote or wrote and was misinterpreted. Well, then I'm interested because you're a younger assistant. You're not that old yet. You're getting there, Thank you. of course, but you're not that old yet. So, Thank But you. you're a younger assistant. How much can you actually relate to a kid? You just said yourself. You were a super recruit at one time. Yeah. But... And you know some of what they're going through, but how much as we go forward here in this, that you didn't have any of this, no social yeah. media, none of that. I mean, what? How much can you relate to them? It's a great point? question because, how old are you, Nick? Thirty-six. Okay, and we know Brennan's Brennan's <laughs> Brennan's thirty-seven. Looks yeah. fifty-seven, right. but he's thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah. You're so, forty, right? Yes. Yeah. Looks. Go ahead. Oh, he's being a professional <laughs> today. Okay. How old do I look? The interesting thing about you is that you've been a freaking coach so you've long that you should be time. like yeah, you should 55. Look a lot older. Yeah. But when you become a head coach at 25, yeah. it kind of skews things. the uh, the public image. Right. But if I saw you on the street, I'd say you look probably about 40 years old, Dane. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a perfectly You're mediocre exactly middle-aged 40. white guy. Yeah. Yeah. The double chin gives <laughs> Is it my double chin? <laughs> um, it's... Uh, we're we're still from the non-cell phone era. Oh yeah, right. I, I, well, we I, rec- are, yeah, right. I received my first cell phone when I was a sophomore at Indiana, going into yep. my sophomore year. And can't imagine Coach Knight like that. No, I don't think he knew. I probably didn't know. I was just going to say. <laughs> but my parents bought it for me for my birthday, and I said, "What do I need this for?" I, I mean, you can can't really get reception. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, and I don't have anybody that has a cell phone. Other right. well, my parents are like, well, it's a six-hour drive from Clarkson, Michigan, to Bloomington, Indiana, and if right. you get stuck, I don't know. Yeah. I said, well, we could do it the old school way and flag somebody down, walk to a gas station or a farmhouse, and get help. But we are we are from an era that. We don't know, you know, we don't understand the group that has grown up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting talking to Doug Herner, who's, who works in our office, one of Coach's buddies. We call him our assistant video coordinator, um, which he's not. It's the greatest <laughs> title in all college but, basketball, yeah. But it, it's funny because he was talking about he's, he's in his 70s, mm-hmm. and he said the first 60 years – he said there's pretty much a change every 10 years in terms of mm. the the American culture or society. You kind of notice the different changes. Um, but he said the last 10 years, the changes that have taken place 
you can combine all his first 60 years. Yeah. Wow. And it's, um, you know, not, not simply because of social media, but I'd say social media is a major component of it. It's just the technology, the advancements, the ability to communicate. Um, there's just so much stuff out there that's just so so dangerous in terms of the words and the writing and the that people people use um, but I think that we don't understand that because maybe like the younger mm-hmm. the, the generation that was born with the cell phone in their hands and uh, you know my my nine-year-old and my six-year-old can operate a a, a uh, oh, something a, a Mac better than I can, <laughs> and um, it's it's just amazing at you know what what these younger people will have to deal with. But we've we've always you know understood that the, every time Michigan State basketball loses as a coach, we think we're never winning again until mm-hmm. we do. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we literally think we're getting fired after we lose, and that's just the coaching mentality. But you always forget the resilience of young people. And uh, I guess I'm referring to us too, right, because we're still young? Ish. But we are people who had phones in our houses with cords, yeah. which is weird to tell. To but, people. you know, I always laughed when people would make the statement, when coaches would make the statement, yeah, I learned more from my players than, than they learned from yeah, me, right, but right. I think that it's really true. And I, I do think um, that's one major av- advantage plus to being in the sports yeah. business because sports generally always stays young, or at least the people you're covering. Mm-hmm. Maybe with the exception, uh, exception of uh, Vince Carter, who's still doing what I'd love to be doing. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, incredible. Um, but it's it, and it. I think in some senses, it it lets you know that life's still gonna go, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. people still believe. Especially, you got a young mind that's relatively naive to the world. That's not such a bad thing. Yeah. It's not such a bad thing to to treat every person as if they're mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. as if they're kind. You see the world, and you know. I think. That's one thing I've I've uh, really taken from Coach Izzo. Like, I didn't commit to Coach Izzo. Coach Izzo spent a lot of time recruiting me. Yeah. And that's time away from his family, um, time away from home, time away from his own players. And I committed to Indiana, but when it was time for me to be done, the first person that stepped up to really help me and really put their neck on the line for me. And I'd kept in touch with him. I said hi to him sure. before the games. And I wrote him a note when I was a 23-year-old graduate assistant, and he called me. But the first person that stepped up to help me was Coach Izzo. Hmm. And think about that. And in the sports world, it's kind of you're not – if you're not for me, you're against me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm at Indiana. I don't like Michigan State. I'm trying to beat them. I don't want to be friends with those guys. It's a little different nowadays – um, but it, it just taught me a lot mm-hmm. about grudges, about not holding grudges, and really dealing with people as they are, and not and learning not to take things so personal. But the way this it's adva- the world is advanced. It's just mm-hmm. it's hard. Advanced. It's a long a long ways from you having the first cell phone in Bloomington 
It, yeah. The, root, the roots yeah. down there must have thought it was like a, a UFO or something. Hey, to be honest with you, I thought it was a garage door opener. A garage door opener that you had to pay in a contract. Yeah. That and was like and I, didn't, I didn't have a garage. <laughs> Mom, Dad, because my dad would be the first one to think it might be a... He'd think it was a cell phone. He'd yeah. end up buying a garage door open, right. thinking it was yeah. a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Clark Griswold to the thousandth mm-hmm. degree. We are going to pause here. Yes. Head to the subscriber section of the show and get going on that side. The place where I, I was born and raised. The place where